Welcome to this week's episode of the Integra Podcast, where we discuss everything from wisdom to wellness to woo. So, without further ado, let's get to it. Welcome to the Integra Podcast, where we talk about all things wisdom, wellness, and woo. Today, my guest is Saray Splond. Saray is joyfully working as a guide, focusing on self-love and self-esteem, this incarnation, to help people discover, embrace, and proudly proclaim themselves before the world, but most importantly, to themselves. She is a three times attuned Reiki master, certified chakra and crystal healer, light language and soul song channeler, fully certified quantum human design reader, a quantum alignment practitioner, and tarot reader specializing in self-development, awareness, and spirit guide, ancestral contact, and channeling. She stands on what she calls the three pillars to success, self-awareness, self-acceptance, and self-love. She believes in showing people how beautiful, majestic, and awesome the natural them is while helping them separate their trauma and conditioning placed upon them and their true selves. Welcome, Saray. So glad to have you on the Integra podcast. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Oh my gosh. So uh, she and I have been talking for uh, a while before this and um, the energy's there. So um, what I like to have my guests talk about first is really their origin story. What got them to this point um, to step into this amazing role as a uh, priestess, as a healer and just this amazing guide for people. So my origin story is pretty wild. So <laughs> I hope that people resonate with it and I won't just be embarrassed. But yeah. no, <laughs> we are all about it here. So I will definitely bring the root and it'll be definitely unorthodox. So I actually started my life as an atheist. I didn't believe in spirituality. I didn't believe in any of that stuff, which was pretty ironic because I have been seeing and hearing things since I was a child. I've been absolutely terrified of the dark because it's when mm -hmm. I'm in the dark, that's when everything activates for me. Mm. So um, I grew up, you know, I had a very, very tumultuous childhood and it was very, very rocky for me. Um, so I was in survival mode. So then I grow up, I'm about 18. I had my first child at that time. It was a, I was in an abusive relationship mm. and then I was able to wrestle myself out of that. And then um, I came across these um, missionaries from the LDS church. So Latter-day oh. Saint church, I know, right? So they knocked on my door and I ignored the hell out of them. I was like, mm -hmm. I'm not in the mood. I was drinking a beer at that time too. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah I know who you guys are and I'm not about that life so um they knocked on my door and I was I you know I was like you know I'm what did I say to them I said you know I don't believe in in those things I don't believe in God and it's like and I forgot what he said but it intrigued me and it's so crazy because this happened like almost eight years ago now yeah because I was 18 then 19 happened um 
yeah it's been that long that's wild okay anyway so they knocked on my door I ignored them I was like yeah no um and I told them okay yeah we can meet at a different time so I can hurry up and close the door and then the time came and then my daughter's screaming in the background I'm like shh be quiet because I don't want them to know I'm home so they slid underneath my door this dvd on the back of it they wrote this really sweet letter and it really touched me so i watched the video and all of like my it, i just was bawling my eyes out it was a beautiful oh. it was like the first time that i ever spelt what felt what they call it the spirit mm -hmm. um so then um i contacted them we had lessons and then i became in total one fashion completely engrossed in the lds church like when i mean engrossed i received my garment so you go through the temple you have to be in a part of the church for a year then you go into the temple mm -hmm. and then you receive like this these garments that you have to wear mm -hmm. underneath your clothing and things like that and so um i was completely engrossed in it i studied all of the books they have like all these different books it was everything like all of my issues that i have with religion were quite honestly and answered from um, while being a part of that religion mm -hmm. however things started to get rocky for me because you know I grew deeper in the church I had different what they call callings and stuff like that and I mm -hmm. loved it but the number one thing that I loved was what I call the spiritual companion who I now know is just literally me where I was studying and I was mm -hmm. receiving downloads of information about what it was what was being said within the scriptures so then after um some time passed and I started to come up against a lot of, this is going to be so bad, but I came up against a lot of racism. I came up against a lot of sexism. I came up against a lot of crazy, I, a harsh treatment because my family and I moved to Utah. My husband had a job there. And of course my husband is, was LDS as well. That's oh. how I met him. He served uh -huh. a mission here where I live, which is in Las Vegas. And then, you know, um, then we got married and everything after his mission, but we moved to Utah and, you know, we were part of the church there and, um, it was a really hard time for me. I came, mm -hmm. I was, I was treated really absolutely God awfully bad. Mm -hmm. And for the longest time, I just thought it was my fault because I was like, okay, mm -hmm. maybe I'm not embodying whatever it is I'm embodying. Um, maybe it's, it's me, but when you're claircognizant and when you have that open G center, you know, things mm -hmm. and I couldn't prove how I knew these things about certain people and how they were treating me. And so, um, one day I was getting so upset and I just went to what we call our Bishop. And I was telling him these things that were going on with these certain people. Mm -hmm. And he told me, um, you, are you okay? I think you just need to go get some pills. Ooh. And I was like, are you calling me crazy and uh -huh. he said, I just think you're a little off right now that's all and you just need something to help get you back to yourself he's like you know you have children and that that happens to women you know and I'm like no that's that's I don't know mm. and so I went home and now I have this narrative of me being crazy now mm -hmm. me. so then my eyes started to open to a lot of things where I couldn't just stomach it anymore because mm -hmm. the reason I stayed for so long was because I thought the only reason why I felt the spirit, the only reason why I felt so good, the only reason why I kept receiving those downloads of information was because I was following all the rules of the church. Mm -hmm. And so it was absolutely quite traumatizing for me when I received like this download of information that I needed to go, that I gained everything that I needed from here and I needed to continue to move on. Um, it took me a long time to leave. And I was so scared. I was like, okay, my husband's going to leave me because I'm no longer going to be a part of the church, mm -hmm. he's a part of it. And all these things, and I'm going to lose all my friends that I've gained and all that stuff, because I already didn't, wasn't close to my family anyway. So my mm -hmm. family, my friends was all a part of this religion. Right. So I said, no, 
this doesn't feel right. I can't continue on this way. I can't continue mm -hmm. to stomach this. And if um, the God that I have grown a close connection with is going to just dissipate because I no longer want to be a part of this crap, then fine. Mm -hmm. um, I, I choose myself because I can't do this anymore. And this was actually when they came up with this, um, this um, proclamation about the family and, and how they were talking about how um, children of same sex marriages weren't going to be allowed to be baptized anymore. Mm -hmm. And so it really broke my heart because I'm like, mm -hmm. these are children, you know, that this, these are children, like mm -hmm. what parents have to do with anything that what they're doing. And so I just, I left, I remember the day that I left, I went and I, um, I received this huge download and now I know what they are, but at the mm -hmm. time I just thought I was just going crazy. I'm like, why do I know all these things? Mm -hmm. So I went to this metaphysic, metaphysical shop mm -hmm. and I was just walking and I'm like, okay, where, where is it? And I received my first, um, box of Oracle cards I bought. And my husband was like, wow, you're just going to leave the church and go all like, <laughs> woo -woo, huh? And I was like, I have to do this. Like, this is where I feel called to go. And so I did that. I, I started to listen to my intuition more. I bought this um, mm. extremely expensive deck of tarot cards and I just was practicing on my own. And I sat in and I just completely, um, we moved back to Vegas and I completely mm. isolated myself and I tried to piece together all the fragments of myself because mm -hmm. in order to be a part of that religion, I had to keep taking parts of myself away in order to keep fitting. Mm -hmm. And so right. it was absolutely horrible. Mm -hmm. So then um, after in the process of me um, healing, a friend of mine came to me and she was like, hey, Saray, I think you might really enjoy this book. Mm -hmm. And we, she came to my house and she, it was this beautiful red book. Um, understanding human design yes uh -huh. I kid you not like when I was on my healing journey I was like there's something missing because I couldn't get with astrology I didn't like it like, uh -huh. like so but I just didn't like astrology um I had already I was already into um channeling things and trying to figure out my place and I'm like nothing is clicking for me I can't put to words these downloads I'm receiving of people uh -huh. right so then she gave me this book and literally um, I read the whole book in a day. Mm -hmm. and then the next day I went to the website and I signed up for, and it was, this was in December. Um, and I think it was December of 2020, mm -hmm. December of 2020. And Karen was doing a sale and I bought yes. all four levels that day. Uh -huh. So it was like a day or two. I was like, this is it. And then I did all four levels and I've been on this whirlwind ride ever since. Uh -huh. so I started my origin stories of not believing in spirituality or anything spiritual and then going into a very boxed version of it in order for me to gain an appreciation for the spirit and source yeah. and all that stuff. And now I've expanded to where I am now to where I'm like, okay, I'm getting over the religious trauma. I'm getting over all of that stuff mm -hmm. and I'm coming into my own now. I've, I've been on both extremes and now I'm in the middle. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah, no, it's, it's amazing to, um, to hear your journey because everybody has a different path. And um, it's, it's, it's interesting that you needed to have the contrast of the two things so that you could bring it to um, where you are now. And, uh, you know, there's all always beautiful catalysts for change. And uh, yeah, that's, I love that the Understanding Human Design book was uh, what you were given. 
And because it sounds like when you get, you know what you need to know, but then you've got to see the patterns. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I totally get it. I'm right there with you on that. Um, so thank you so much for sharing that. Um, and so you, so it sounds like really you've been on this kind of fast track. I mean, you are a three times attuned Reiki master. You are a chakra and crystal healer, um, light language and soul song channeler. I know you've done some uh, classes around that. Um, and you also have kids. Oh my goodness. You have, um, how many kids do you have? I have three children. <laughs> okay. And so, yeah. So how do you find that balance? Um, I know you have the 50 like I do. And so, you know, finding that balance of self-care and nurturing um, so that you can show up is a huge thing for you. How do you find that balance of, of work and home life. Really, it's more than work. It is a vocation. It is your purpose. Um, how do you find that balance for yourself? So it's actually really interesting. Um, I had to completely do away with everything that I thought would be the way that I needed to do it. Mm-hmm. So gender roles, all that stuff have to go out the window. The mm-hmm. only thing that works is the thing that works for my husband and I. So my husband mm-hmm. and our family, he's an amazing cook and he has more patience for it than I do. Mm-hmm. So he, um, he does the cooking. I do some of the cleaning, but not really. But what happens is this. Um, so he works full-time. He's a welder. I do my business full-time. I used to homeschool the kids. Now they got into a school for, so that takes that responsibility off of me. Mm -hmm. But, um, what we do is we, we lay out what needs to be, um, what needs have to be met. Mm -hmm. Then we figure out, um, and we experiment with how we're going to meet those needs. Cause I'm a third line. And mm-hmm. so when I say, Oh, I can do this. And then I find out very quickly, I can't do that. I don't want to mm-hmm. do that. So mm-hmm. it's, it's lots of trial and error, but here's the thing. Um, whenever there is, there's time for everything. So mm-hmm. I have time for play. I have time for rest. I have time for tending to the children. I have all these things that I have to make sure get met. There's never like time that is just, um, I don't know how to describe it. Whenever I'm sitting down, I'm like, okay, is there something else that my soul needs to be doing right now? Mm -hmm. And then I'll know exactly what that is. And so I used to not honor my need for rest. Yesterday, I had so much work that I needed to do, but instead I literally rested all day. Mm-hmm. And I am today, I'm like, okay, I'm still kind of tired, but I can work. I, I feel good. So that balance mm-hmm. comes with being honest with myself on what needs, what needs to be handled today and what can be handled tomorrow. Right. I have a defined root and I have a defined head and I have a defined sacral. It's like, mm-hmm. there's always something that needs to be done in my world. Oh, so yeah. I have to prioritize what is it that needs my attention right now? Okay. Mm -hmm. If my children need my attention, then I give that to them. But most of the time when my husband's home, he's able to take that responsibility off my hands Mm -hmm. so that I can focus and power through what I need to do so that I'm quickly back to being mommy mode. Mm -hmm. Um, It also, the balance also comes between me actually loving 
all the things that I'm doing. When I was, um, my children were younger, all I wanted to do was be a stay-at-home mom. Mm. But we absolutely got awfully miserable because I also didn't have anything else to put my energy into. So I need to have multiple things to keep me busy. So for me, I'm like, I need to be busy so that I don't get um, resentful of whatever it is that's taking all of my energy and that's not fulfilling me. Mm. So um, my husband and I, so he wakes, we wake up at 3am every day and he goes to work, um, 3.45am. And then it's me with the kids. I take the kids to, um, school Then I have a long stretch of time where it's just me and my youngest, mm-hmm. me and my youngest nap that entire time. Are we, we awesome. snack, we veg out, we just chill. And then when it's time for us to pick up the family, then we go, we pick up the family, do the whole whirlwind, but everybody has massive amounts of rest in between all of the go time. We are a family full of generators. So mm-hmm. there's lots of go, go, go with us, but we also prioritize play and rest. So mm-hmm. there's days where, um, oh, and one key thing is I only work on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Nice. Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays, um, I do not work. Those are the days where I play. So Mondays is probably like a day that I do for something with just me and the kids. Then Wednesdays, um, I a lot like, you know, my husband figures out whatever he wants to do. Mm-hmm. Friday, it's family day. Um, and then Saturday, I work half of the day. Then the rest, I'm free. And Sunday, I'm free as well. So mm-hmm. Tuesdays and Thursdays, it, ma- it matches up because I like to hit the ground hard when I'm working. So yes. that is kind of how I balance it. I hope that makes sense, but it's really all about figuring what works for you and honoring that. And also Mm -hmm. honoring the fact that you need rest and that you need time to play and you need time to get away from everyone, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I love that because, you know, like you said, you do have that open G center, so you can feel pulled in so many ways. And when you finally, what it sounds like is that you really, connect in what and ask yourself ask your higher self what is it that I need to do in this moment yes because and, I used to not do that and mm-hmm. it was lonely and then I'm like why did I spend all of my time doing this one this is the thing that's more pressing mm-hmm. and it's so easy with the open g center to get your directions just completely skewed because mm-hmm. you're attuned to other people and their needs yeah yeah I love that I love that so yeah really the message really is you know honor um those whispers or those pulses if you have that um that uh defined sacral and root because it will tell you what you got to do it does it's amazing isn't it funny it's hilarious I yeah and it's almost for me I don't know about you but I almost feel like I'm taking a step forward um you know like in the body will be like oh I got that movement going. So I love that. Thank you for sharing that. I think that's so important. And so you in your life have had to do a lot of work around trauma and um, a lot of work around your conditioning because, you know, we all, we all have conditioning from our earlier lives. Um, And then you um, had some religious conditioning that happened. And so um, you know, as line three, you've, you've experimented, you've explored, and now you are, you know, sharing your wisdom. So how do you work with people around deconditioning the old stories? Oh, this is super interesting. Well, first I definitely tune into who they are because Mm -hmm. the thing that's so scary about the deconditioning process is that everything that you take the most pride in of Mm -hmm. all the things that you are 
tend to be the things that are the conditioning mm. and you latch onto those things. And then when you find out, Oh, that's not really me. I'm mm. not really that way. I don't really like those things. It can be extremely world shattering. Mm-hmm. So I tune into who each person is mm-hmm. and I listen to what they say and I figure out who they are first. And then we begin the deconditioning process. So I, I big up them. I, I literally, I just showered them praises on all the things that they are and it always hits them in the chest because mm-hmm. unfortunately the things that I'm praising them on are the very things that people have picked apart in them mm-hmm. and so it's the thing that that they have like oh why is that a superpower like the other day was someone with emotional authority mm-hmm. and they hated to hear that they had emotional authority because they're like everyone's telling me I'm emotional and I've tried so hard to remove myself and I'm like your emotions are a superpower what are mm-hmm. you talking about Mm-hmm. are the core of manifestation abilities it's what allows you to be able to fine tune or get yourself into alignment with the things that you're supposed to be receiving it allows you to raise your frequency to attract to you amazing people who would then mm-hmm. get you the things that you're after what are you talking about right. and are the things that allows you to see things from so many different perspectives so i figure out who they are first and then we begin the stories then we began unraveling them because a lot of the times people have these, um, I, I take I take out these key phrases mm-hmm. that I know are absolutely ludicrous and I say them to them and they're like, I don't believe that. And I was like, you don't believe what? And then they say it out loud and then something <gasps> happens. Uh-huh. And I'm, they're like, whoa. And then they realize that there's a certain narratives that they tell themselves all the time in their heads. That's not even them. It's the voice of whoever the hell it is. I'm sorry, whoever the heck it is that said oh. it. And then, um, then they're repeating it over and over and over. And I'm like, but you don't believe that, mm-hmm. but your, your body, it's so ingrained in your body that you're so clenched up that you do believe it because mm-hmm. you're it to yourself so much. So we began the process with figuring out who they are first. So I call that the self-awareness, um, self-awareness we -hmm. figure out who you are so we figure out how you work we figure out your strategy we figure out your type we figure Mm -hmm. out all of your unique energetic components the things that make you you and then we also go into all of your open centers and figure out what is it that you are amplifying from other people what is it that you're Mm -hmm. longing for what are those deep-rooted insecurities and I typically always I kid you not work with open will center people wow Uh about that value and that worth baby Uh oh I love that because everybody has value and worth so it's like we can knock those insecurities out the park so then go from that awareness stage of who you are and they start to like you can see like their energetic body just the chest of their energy body just puff up their light Mm -hmm. body begins to brighten more they're like you know what I am, I I am pretty intense with my 30, my line 30, and that's okay. I have passion in me. I have things that I desire that I want to go after. And it's okay for me to have those desires. I am, I'm very explosive with that 3420. Oh, you know what? I am pretty, um, I am pretty like, I'm knowledgeable and, 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 and have like a visionary with that gate seven, or, you know what? I do receive random downloads of information with my gate 61, or, you know what? I do have really mystical ways of communicating with my gate 11. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's that awareness stage of them being like, you know what? I do do that. That remembrance of who mm-hmm. they actually are. Like, and sometimes they have to go all the way back to like, fourth grade or, or when they were literally six or seven years old. And unfortunately, those are the time periods where people have the essence of themselves beaten down and stamped into yeah. a box. 
to take on this weird persona. And it's like, now I have to live out all the things that my dad said that I have to be, or I have to live out all the things my mom said I had to be. I have to live out all the things that my sister tried to push on me that she couldn't be, or all the things my brother mm -hmm. said that I should be and that women should be, or, or all these things. And then I take you, I set you in this um, chamber. I create like this, um, this chamber for us in the astral realm. Mm -hmm. And I um, use um, light codes to create this barrier to where it's mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. and sit there and we sit in your energy Aww. and we allow yourself mm -hmm. to come forth. Yeah, we hit all the seven chakras and I release all the energies from them, which can be pretty intense because and mm -hmm. then I replace immediately with their true essence for them to feel themselves. Mm -hmm. Now, typically if someone is in that deconditioning process, they still let go of their true essence and then replace it immediately with the stories that they've been told. Yep. But mm -hmm. for that moment, for that moment, they feel who they are. And mm -hmm. it's like a, and then that's all I need is that, and they know mm -hmm. it's possible. And then mm -hmm. that my energy as a manifesting generator literally takes over and we go through those stories so quickly. We oh, release always so uh -huh. quickly and the conditioning. And it's like, it amazes me how quickly it always happens, but all it takes is for someone to see you for who you actually are, even yep. if you can't, and then reflect it back to you. It mm -hmm. is such a beautiful thing. Yeah, yeah. And it's so true. I think we go through our lives and people don't see us, do not see who we are. And so when somebody can see us, when a practitioner can see us like you, and see that true essence and that higher self and who we are, it is life-changing um, and it's big, it's, it's big. So um, that kind of leads me I, to a, a question, you know, who do you felt, feel like you have been seen with? Like who are the mentors who really saw you? Um, I have a few, that's so interesting um so I had a thing when I was younger because I never had mentors when mm -hmm. I was younger it right. was always just me making everything happen and it worked for me for so long until it didn't and I'm like when am I going to have someone to fall back on mm -hmm. to help me bring my boost boost my ego mm -hmm. so first person I think was definitely Karen Curry Parker mm -hmm. where I would I always work with her and she was like Saray this this and this and that and I'm just like I don't see that but okay I mm -hmm. I guess I can trust you and then when she would do it for someone else I'm like oh I can see that it's, that's plenty uh -huh. and <laughs> I just it would not soak into me at all and so it was uh it so Karen, every time I go back and I listen to certain things that she says, mm -hmm. or I always go back and listen to all of her old recordings and stuff, especially like old live classes. Mm -hmm. And I always receive something new from it. Yes. And I'm like, that's what she meant. Oh my gosh, that's what she meant. Mm -hmm. um, another person that I feel like really saw me was actually my, my level two quantum alignment system um, partner. Her name mm -hmm. is Gina Locke. Mm -hmm. And Gina for the first time, like I was, this is so crazy. Like I was able to be all versions of myself without being compartmentalized. So I didn't have to be just QAS, you know, systems, Saray. I was, mm -hmm. I unleashed my full um, high priestess, all of my intuitive abilities and was healing her. And she's like, I like that. Uh -huh. <laughs> I like yes. that. And I was like, are you serious? I, I did light language on her. I was doing soul language activations. I was using my hands to manipulate the energy around uh -huh. her. I was unleashing all of it. And I was like, oh, wow, 
don't tell anyone I did that. <laughs> right. And she's like, why not do this more? She actually exactly. was the first person to like really encourage me to be all versions of myself. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, I do tarot. I do mm-hmm. all those things. I'm really good at it. But I'm like, the only reason why I'm good at it is because they download all this information into me. And then the cards confirm everything that I already know. So it's like, I am having to allow myself to just channel without relying on these things to be my cover you know to show people oh I do know what I'm saying and this is the proof type of thing yeah she really opened me up to say wow Saray this is what you do and I think number one would be my husband because Mm -hmm. wow he believed in me so much like Mm -hmm. he we left a religion that we were so deeply ingrained in that we were raising our children in and we decided to go out on the own and like being fetched the wolves essentially because when you leave especially churches like that that tell you you know um that your life that you're choosing Mm -hmm. satan essentially Mm -hmm. oh yeah the the brainwashing is intense by the way it's Mm -hmm. so intense Mm -hmm. so we left and and he believed in me so much. He's like, I believe in your spiritual abilities. I, I see them every day. You give them to us and the children all the time. I believe in you. I believe in you. And I literally was just, while I was healing, he was the one funding all of my classes. And these classes are not cheap. No, no they're not. <laughs> he was funding everything, believing in me and watching me study, watching me practice, watching me develop, watching me grow, watching me also like channel forth dead people watching me channel forth and helping these spirits cross over. He was freaked out, but he was was like, I believe in you. And he would actually lend me some of his energy and his power um, to be able to do some of the stuff as well. Mm -hmm. And I, all of my activations on him, testing him out, helping his energetic, his energetic Uh body first before I did it on anyone else. And so these people actually saw me and Uh they, and I have the best mask ever as an open G center, I can, mm-hmm. I can morph and I can morph so badly mm-hmm. that I don't even recognize myself. And yep. I want to know that I'm not even myself. Mm-hmm. And Karen was the one who showed me, okay, this is who you are, Saray. You're gate 19 and your son is, oh, it's, it's beautiful. You're sensing people. You're, you're able to, to touch people. You're able to really know who they are. And for me, I thought it was just a curse. I'm like, why would I have the most sensitive yeah. gate in the entire chart? And then when you look online, it's not really nice either, you know? So, um, Karen, uh, my husband, Gina, and I'm sure also a lot of my clients as well, because mm-hmm. I wouldn't market myself and these people mm-hmm. find me out of freaking nowhere. And, mm-hmm. and then they stayed with me. It's like, these people are on subscriptions. They come back every month. They go. And I'm like, why do you guys keep doing this? And they're like, we love you so much, Saray. And I'm like, why would you, why would you love me? Like, I'm just a mess. I'm still trying to figure myself out and I'm still trying to get better. There's so many people who are better than me, but I had to do the work for myself to really see the magic of myself. And in mm-hmm. order for me to do that, I needed these people to show me that I am worthy, that I am valuable, that it is okay for me to be myself. And that when I allow myself to be myself in all in my wholeness, instead of Mm -hmm. fragmenting myself so other people can, you know, so it can be more palatable, it's hurting me. And if it's hurting Mm -hmm. me, it's not worth it. No. So, yeah. Oh, that's so lovely. I love it. And it is, it's just, it just, there's some beautiful reciprocity going on there, you know, and, um, and you're showing up as your authentic self with your clients. And that's why they do come back because they know that you 
are showing up for them in the way that they need you to show up. So I, I honor that and I applaud you for doing that. It's just lovely. Thank you. Yeah. It's just so cool. I love hearing that. Um, and yeah, it sounds like you uh, truly have a partner in your husband. Oh my um, gosh. I, I am literally so blessed. It's insane. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'm like, oh my gosh, is this normal? I don't care if it's normal or not. I'm going no. to, I'm going to hold on to this until like, until I can't anymore. I've never met a person as supportive and loving mm-hmm. and understanding as him. It's insane. It is. I am, I'm always trying to grow and be the best person that I can, because that's exactly what he's doing for me every single time. It's insane. I'm like, you're not human. What is this? (laughs) (laughs) It's beautiful. You know, it really is an honoring of a true partnership where you guys are walking together um, through your evolutionary journey. Um, Literally. You know, and that's just, it's, it's lovely. It's so lovely to hear. So you um, have talked a lot about um, deconditioning, changing the stories and how you work with people. Um, could you share with us some tips um, for awareness and shift? Maybe two or three that you have. Okay, so awareness and shifting. Hmm. So I would definitely say the first step, especially in awareness, is accepting that you are who you are. Mm-hmm. And when you accept yourself for who you are by saying, you know what, sometimes I get, I am emotional and I'm super ecstatic and super high energy sometimes. And the other days I'm not for it. And, yes. that's okay. <laughs> exactly. and that is okay. And me being moody doesn't make me any less of a wonderful human being. It means that I'm, that I'm moody at that moment, mm-hmm. that I'm feeling moody. It doesn't mean that I am, I am not angry. I am not the sadness. I am not the depression. I am not the brooding. I am not melancholic. I am not even the happiness. I'm not the joyfulness. I'm not the exalted. I'm not the, that, that, that excitement. I am me and I feel those things. And that's one thing that I definitely resonated a lot with from Karen Curry Parker Mm. is that we are not our emotions at all. We feel them. Yes. We feel them. And they're here to help bring us to this point where we can make deliberate and intentional decisions instead of moving out of that reactionary um, fear-based type of um, stance, which is so very true, where we make decisions based on whether or not we're going to survive or whether Mm -hmm. or not this is rational or not. And instead making the decisions based on how we feel in the moment and allow it to. And if we feel that throughout this entire thing, we know that it's not changing. This is what I want to do. And then that is amazing. Mm -hmm. So when you accept how you are and who you are, you Mm -hmm. no longer have to fight against yourself anymore. Like the thing that sucks the most is buyer remorse. You ever buy something because you're super excited for it. And then you start to get more understanding and awareness of it. And you're like, this was the worst thing I've ever done. Mm-hmm. I've many times as a third line. <laughs> oh yes. Oh yeah. I love that third line energy. I mean, well, I am a third line, so I totally get it. I'm like, oh geez. Yes. 
<laughs> so I I don't want to be I don't want to be the martyr all the time. So if I right. can sit here and if if there's a way for me to make decisions to where I minimize that buyer's remorse as much as I can, considering <laughs> the third line, then I will definitely do it. So that first thing, that awareness shift, and then when you are aware of who you are and accept who you are, then you go to that that next stage where it's like being in pain is an mm-hmm. indicator. And it's like, people are so fearful of pain when pain is amazing. Yeah, and this is what makes me weird. When I'm working with clients, one of my clients the other day came to me and she was bawling her eyes out. And she's like, Saram, I'm, I'm hurting so badly because of this, this, and this. I said, oh my God, this is amazing. She's like, what? I'm, this isn't amazing. And I said, it's amazing because this is the first time that you've actually stated you were in pain and what was causing it. Yes. You are here. You are aware. And I was like, that's the first step is awareness. Once you're aware of what's causing the pain, the domino has already, like the first block of the domino has already gone down. Now you're you're just going to have to wait for the other shoe to drop. So all you have to do is just feel this pain and allow those lessons and the stories to be extracted from it because you're not mm-hmm. running away from it. Pain is an indicator on where, where you need to go and where you need to be. And mm-hmm. obviously where you are, it, it's not it. And mm-hmm. if that's the case, then where your next steps is literally in that pain. So mm-hmm. right now you're in pain because your spouse is um, doing things to you that you've repeatedly asked them not to do. And they just mm-hmm. won't seem to change. And it's causing you so much pain because you're like, why am I always in the situation? What is wrong about me? First of all, there's nothing wrong with you because you've already said multiple times what your expectations were and they're not meeting it Mm -hmm. so now you're trying to make the situation about yourself because you are trying to make yourself the reason why they're not meeting it when it's them instead of stating okay they're not meeting my needs that's what the pain is because now you know that they're not meeting your needs and there has to be something done about that Mm -hmm. are you ready to do that or not and that's when that comes out because then it's the pain portion pain is the greatest indicator of where you are and where you need to be. Mm-hmm. Then the next stage is letting go of the sources <laughs> that caused the pain. Right. So for example, for me, it was the religion. I kept coming up against myself and I'm like, I believe so much in this, this, and that, because one of the, the things that they would say in the church is this is the one true path. Like, you know, there's only yes. one way to God and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, but that's not true because mm-hmm. even I'm, I received the path to, to God in a completely different way than most people in the church do. And I receive him in different ways that other people don't. I'm receiving downloads mm-hmm. for God's sake, you know? And so um, letting go of the sources that cause you pain that aren't in alignment with you and it's okay. Mm-hmm. So that means you might have to get the divorce. That means you might have mm-hmm. to um, let go of that career that you toiled away for and suffered in for 10, 20 years, right? Mm-hmm. You might have to let go of that house that you don't like, but you're suffering in and you think, and it, it causes you this source of, of, of disempowerment because it's not what you actually want with that open G center. It's not home to you. Um, you might have to let go of that car that your your mother gave you because it's not actually in alignment with what you want because you want to do um, an electric vehicle, but you're working with this gas guzzler and it right. makes you feel like every time you get in the car, you're like, I'm contributing to the car. That's a person that I have. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, that can happen. What is causing you pain and let it go. And so many people are clinging onto these mm. things that cause them yes. pain because for what? Well, because they don't want to be 
considered a failure because their marriages didn't work out. They don't want to have broken families. They don't want to feel, um, they don't want to lose out on that pension or that, um, that job security from Mm -hmm. that job, even though they absolutely hate it. They don't want to lose out on, um, that, that stability of, that car and going for a different car because they don't know this new car. They're afraid of the unknown. They don't know what's going to happen. Right. So if you let go of the things that cause you pain, that means you're making space for all the things that are supposed to come yes. to you. When you relax and let go, first of all, just that one step feels so good. Like when you're with uh-huh. someone who's god awful and you finally let them go, even though you've been clenching and holding onto them so mm-hmm. badly for so long, like when you let go, you're like, whoa. I didn't even know that I wasn't even breathing with my full chest for however many years I was being mm-hmm. with this person. I didn't even know that I was literally clenched up so much around them because I was walking on eggshells. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that, wow, I wasn't even seeing the world as brightly as it's supposed to be because my light was being dimmed so much from being with this person. Mm-hmm. So then, then the magic really happens because then you get to date again. Then you get to see the people mm-hmm. that that um, that you actually want to be in a relationship with, and mm-hmm. then you get to meet the match. You get to meet someone that's actually in alignment with you. You mm-hmm. get to meet or uh, get into that career that's actually in alignment with you and actually how you work instead of you going to work every day, mm-hmm. working yourself to the bone, trying to make yourself be enough for this job when it's not in alignment with you and how your energy works, mm-hmm. or even. Um, with the the home and and the situations that you place yourself in so last thing is letting go of those sources of pain and mm-hmm. finding the courage to do that and I help them find the courage to do that yeah yeah and you're you are you are their safe space yes are you they can come to you and you like you talked about you you basically put them in this egg of protection in the astral and let them work um, with you, uh, on those, those pieces. So that's so lovely. These are great, amazing, amazing tips. So we've talked about all these amazing things that, uh, you are and are part of who you are, um, being for others. Can you tell people how to find you? How can oh. people find you? Yes. So I, uh, I go by astral flame online and it's so beautiful that you said, you know, bring them up into the astral realm because that's literally what I'm doing. I put them in this cosmic egg mm-hmm. until they're ready to hatch until they're ready to really be born again. Mm-hmm. So, um, I go by astralflame.com. So A S T R A L F L A M E.com. I am astral.flame on Instagram and Facebook. Um, yeah, I think Facebook and also TikTok. So I think my Facebook is still Astral Flame 33. But yeah, so astral.flame yes. is like the handles for all of them that you can find me at, or you can just go to my website. Yeah, yeah. Well, Saray, this has been an amazing, uh, amazing time uh, getting to talk with you and uh, having you share your wisdom, you. uh, your wellness, your well being, and your woo. Um, I'm so glad we got to talk. Um, this has been the Integra podcast and just remember like subscribe and listen back next week. Today's podcast is brought to you by Integra Holistic Wellness, home of the Integra Wellness Method. At Integra Holistic Wellness, we recognize that you are made up of four integral parts 
body, mind, spirit, and soul purpose. When you work with an Integra Holistic Wellness Mentor, you'll be guided how to integrate these four parts of your being through nutrition and movement, mindfulness and emotional release, connection to others and your higher self and your soul's true purpose. To find out more and connect with Heather, contact her at support at integraholisticwellness.com. That's support at integraholisticwellness.com. You can also catch her on Instagram and Facebook at Integra Holistic Wellness. That's I-N-T-E-G-R-A Holistic Wellness.